0: Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to another edition of Public Relations Review. As public relations professionals, most of us have noticed the growing trend of artificial intelligence or AI in our industry. With this growth, the obvious question becomes, just what impact will AI have on the public relations industry? Now with questions of such gravity, I've turned to someone who has looked into this issue. So joining us today from Columbus, Ohio is Michelle Garrett. Michelle is a public relations consultant and award-winning writer with more than 20 years of agency. Corporate, nonprofit and startup experience and she worked with clients worldwide her articles have a, and and advice have appeared and been featured in entrepreneur Forbes muckrack Reagan's PR daily Milkwater, water spin sucks and others she was also named a top 100 PR influencer by analytica and is a member of the Advisory Council of the National Organization of Women in Public Relations she has worked with companies including Adobe, HP, Symantec, OrthoCare, the, o- the Ohio State Bar Foundation, Brisk Heat, the Columbus Art of College and Design, just to name a few. Now, Michelle graduated with honors with a Bachelor's of Arts in Journalism and Political Science from The Ohio University. Michelle, welcome to Public Relations Review.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Peter. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Well, look, now, considering that artificial intelligence has and continues to impact the public relations field, what should we as practitioners begin to learn and understand about this phenomenon?
1: Well, there's certainly a lot of buzz about it, a lot of talk about it. Um, You can't get away from it, even if you want to. These days, it's permeating um, PR and marketing, and I don't think, though, that we know exactly um what will happen or when it's it's early yet so we really um at this point need to you know take a deep breath not get ahead of ourselves and remember i think most importantly uh that it will not take away a PR person's job. I think it's very important to make that point because I hear a lot of uh, people talking and they seem afraid of AI and what it means and machine learning and how it will affect what they do. But I think um, we don't want to look at it from a point of fear. We want to look at it from a point of, you know, how it will enhance what we do, how it will free up some of our time to be more strategic and spend our time working on initiatives that are really um, a little bit more thought provoking than, say, you know, creating a list or cutting and pasting and that kind of thing. So I think that's a very important point to start out with.
0: So, in terms of, well, well let's say now, what are the three things, that you, and you may have touched on it briefly, or some of the things that uh, mm-hmm. AI really accomplishes for us that can help us do a better job?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, to be very honest with you, to get answers to that question, I went to somebody that I really respect whose opinions um, on this topic are, you know, are to be trusted, and he knows what he's talking about. His name is Christopher Penn, and um, I can share a little bit more about him um, as we go in case people want to follow him online or check out um, some of his his articles. Um, But what he says is that The three benefits AI promises are as follows. So he says, first, it's acceleration. It, it means you should be able to get the information you need faster. So that should be a good thing for PR people. Um, accuracy, you should be able to get better answers than um, a human would provide for you. So say you want to use it for research, you should be able to get more accurate answers and faster, so that should be good. And then automation; it should reduce the amount of repetitive work that we do. So I know a lot of us, especially uh, people starting out in PR are asked to do re- work that is rather repetitive, and I feel like you know that might be viewed as something actually positive um, if it if AI would help take some of that off of our plate.
0: So, so we're actually doing some of this work now or using AI now and perhaps maybe not paying that much attention to it such as a uh, voice activated assistance uh, Alexa and uh, mm-hmm. the other um uh, similar devices can perhaps uh, be put into this category.
1: I would say that's true. Um, I just feel like we see a lot of vendors talking about the fact that they incorporate AI in their products and I think we have to be very careful again um, and Christopher I think would agree (laughs) he actually would say this too that you really need to kind of look under the hood kick the tires make sure that if a company claims it's got AI it's incorporating AI in its product that it actually is AI and that's important to understand when they say that, what do they mean? Ask questions. What are you really saying? And that's where PR Pro should really be prepared and do a little bit of research on you know what what really AI is and what it isn't and how to understand basically uh, what we're talking about when we say that.
0: Well, as I listen to you say that it it, it appears to me that people should be prepared with questions that apply directly to what it is that they're doing. Maybe do mm-hmm. a test run, okay, well fine, here's what we do in my office. Show me how your product and, and AI will help us do this better or quicker or more accurately.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good idea. And a real, you know, vendors that really are not just talking about it, but actually doing it, well, should easily be able to show you that. And if they can't, then you should be suspicious and maybe take a second look before you, um, you know, spend any money on a product that may or may not actually be able to do what it says it can do. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Did you get any idea from the discussions you've had uh, how advanced it is, how, um, and does it come at different levels? In other words, if there's a a three-person PR shop, are there Mm -hmm. uh, programs that they can use as compared to a large uh, maybe a multi-state organization uh, that uh, has different needs?
1: Well, I would think, obviously, you know, you're going to be talking about a bigger budget versus a smaller budget. And I think always the smaller budgets are, you know, those those firms are challenged to come up with um, solutions that they can afford. Um, I know that one product that um, has gotten a lot of buzz for its use of AI is Talkwalker, for example, and that um, I'm not sure what the price points would be on on something like that, but I know they have you know various um, packages and things that it can do. Um, and one thing that it does is help you um, search for articles. So for example, you know PR pros are tasked with finding mentions about their brand, their client, and so forth. So, TalkWalker could go out and start looking if you gave it some criteria to search on, and it would find the articles for you, and then you can teach it um, by inputting information what to not include. So, example, if you um, typed in PR, it might find articles about Puerto Rico because the abbreviation is Mm -hmm. PR. Well, we don't want those unless you're, of course, a journalist covering, you know, Puerto Rico. Then you want those articles. So that is an example of something that um, a product could do right now using AI that would be very helpful because it would save you so much time. It would probably find more results, better results, faster. And that would be something that firms might want to look at investing in.
0: You know, as I listen to this, I also think it's important for uh, the individual agencies to look at what is it that they actually do because mm-hmm. there might be some clients or some some assignments or tasks that you have that might not require this. You know, if you're asked to put on an event, uh, depending upon what it calls for, maybe it does not require mm-hmm. the use of AI in it. So perhaps there's some diligence required on the part of the, the intended end user to make sure that it fits their needs.
1: I would say that's very true because it can be overkill for what they need and i think right now again it's it's in its early stages and i think you know obviously as it becomes more and more adopted you know the price points will come down the use cases will increase it'll be more practical just, just like any other technology i think right now um you know, if budget is a concern, you can probably get by without AI. I don't think everybody needs to jump on that bandwagon, Mm -hmm. you know, today. I think it's just something to be aware of and obviously to look into and do your research, do your homework and understand um, what it could help you with or where it could be going just so that you're aware. I think just having that knowledge and that baseline um, understanding of of what it is and uh, just so you can you know, really think realistically about it and kind of plan um, accordingly.
0: Well, well, the other thing that I hear is also that perhaps there should begin to be, if they're not already, webinars that somebody is giving them, perhaps uh, 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 organizations that sell it are, um, uh, are putting on these webinars so that people can see exactly here's how it works. Or maybe some mm-hmm. particular industry might say, well, here's how people in our industry, how we've used it, and here how others have used it as well. So perhaps the, the learning curve has to be uh, dealt with first before people can decide on wh- what to do and which way to go with this.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's true. And I know, for example, again, talk Walker gives, um, they just did a free webinar not too long ago. That was in relation to their product and um, and PR, and, and they do those from time to time, so that's one vendor. The only reason I keep calling them out is because I know that they're a vendor that, that people could trust to really be incorporating AI into their product. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like, again, we we have that level of trust with everybody who says they have it today because they may be working on it, they may be going in that direction, but it may not be true uh, AI and machine, machine learning at this point. They may just be, you know, something in development. So that's why I think um, it's just good to, to make sure you're following experts. I, Christopher Penn is one that I mentioned. Um, he says online, if you're on Twitter, for example, to follow um, IBM Watson to help learn more about AI and just kind of even if you don't read everything they put out, that would be a source um, where you could go, and and even if you just start kind of perusing what they share, you would would b- begin to sink in a little bit, and and you'd be able to kind of familiarize yourself um, with it. Because I'm definitely one that you know has not taken taken a deep deep dive into AI yet. I'm not definitely not. Uh, an expert um, by any means, but I am learning just like all of us are and just trying to kind of keep abreast of what the changes are going to be and and how that affects us. Because again, you hear people that are running scared and and I just feel like we don't want to do that and we don't want to scare people. And the best way to not be afraid is to really try to understand.
0: Well, I think you make some very, very important points. Uh, Going back to the Abbey and Watson, once you see what it is capable of doing, I mean, it's really amazing. I, if I'm not mistaken, I just happened to see a flashback where it beat someone playing chess, the world-renowned <laughs> chess player. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, how, all those calculations and so forth and so on there. But uh, again, I, I think you're also right when you say that it's incumbent upon the intended end user to look at, decide, if we need something like this, what would we need it to do? Uh, that you have to assess your needs and how it's going to help you and benefit you and perhaps benefit your clients rather than just jumping onto it because it's it's new and flashy and has a lot of bells and whistles to it.
1: That's absolutely true. I think we could say that about all kinds of technology because and I think it's overwhelming sometimes the amount of technology there is and then you know if we do get into that mode of going after the the shiniest object, we can really um, lose. Our way, um, and and not be paying attention to kind of the basics of our profession, and you know we don't want to in um, you know in the quest to try to better serve our clients lose track of the things that they really value, and those things I don't know if they've changed that much. I think you know they they value um, the same things that they kind of always have as far as getting their name out there, um, getting their story out there. It's just that the way that we do that and the channels have changed. And so if AI can be part of helping us um, better serve our clients in the future, I think it's definitely something to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of as long as you don't, you know, just jump out there at the very first um product that, that may try to sell you AI. Mm-hmm.
0: Well I think you, I, I, well I know as I, as I listen to you, you, make some very reasonable uh, suggestions to listeners and that is just don't jump at it because it's new and shiny and, and all of those sort of good things and then, and then buy it then decide well now what do we do with it. That, that to me is perhaps obviously the wrong way to go. It's a waste of money and obviously a waste of time and resources. So it Uh really becomes becomes incumbent upon the end user to look at what's out there. And right now, maybe there are more than just one uh, application or or a device that can help you look at what it does and match that up with what you need to have done. Right. Okay. Well, I
1: think that's very true.
0: Well, let me ask you now. I think we've covered quite a bit. Are there any other issues uh, in AI that that, uh, you think we should know about?
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, how we shouldn't fear what it's going to do. But now one one point that that came up when I was um, in these discussions was about, you know, again, someone junior at an agency, for example, is going to be doing a lot of cutting and pasting. They're going to be searching for coverage. They're going to be putting together reports. They're going to be putting together lists of um, media contacts and influencers and things. And that that is an area where ai is probably going to um become a factor for us first earliest and so if that's your job um then you might want to be kind of supplementing that by learning you know how to do other things and hopefully you know they are but i just know that you know at a very low level at an agency that's what people are doing and Mm -hmm. um you know the clients are being billed A lot for that and the person doing the job is probably not making a lot for doing that and so I mean it's a it's a really good candidate for AI to help out however that person needs to be aware that in that situation AI kind of could take over um, what you're doing um, in your job so you just need to make sure that you're you're always trying to stretch yourself trying to learn more um, so that when that does happen you can continue to move up the ladder and, and be okay to embrace what AI can help you with, but then that, you know, you still have a skill set that encompasses other things so that you don't find yourself, you know, kind of out of a, out of a job at that point. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I can say right now, this has been very, very enlightening, and I really have uh, appreciated what you have uh, brought to the table today for uh, not only for me, but our listeners as well.
1: Well, I really appreciate the opportunity, Peter. I think that AI is something again that we all um, need to be kind of keeping our finger on the pulse of in PR, but just not to not to get too excited yet, and just kind of keep an eye on on where it's going and what's happening.
0: Well, let me say thank you so very, very much to uh, Michelle Garrett for uh, bringing this information to not only me. But to a lot of our listeners, that helps, uh, let's say, soothe our nerves a little bit, That uh, is not banging on the door and we have nothing to do or anywhere to go, that uh, we can incorporate it into our, our daily activities if we reason and think our way through it. So let me thank not only, uh, again, Michelle, but let me thank all of our listeners for listening to uh, this edition of the Public Relations Review. And please join us for the very, very next edition. Thank you. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.